Welcome to Flashpoint, the podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 97, three to go to the century, recorded Monday, April 13th. I'm your host, David Holloway, and with me is a co-host who's considering being Hillary Clinton's running mate, Simon. How are you? I'm good. I'm just in the process of setting up a, an email server of, of my own. Uh, and uh, Simon for fi- Simon for VP dot com. No, just just so I don't have to. Uh, oh yeah, I get what you mean. Sorry, government resources. Wow, get. Yeah, get, I'm a bit slow. Sorry. Please. Yeah, you don't want to use that horrible US dot gov email address. No, no, I'll get hacked. Yeah, that's right. Yes, welcome, sir. And um, we're both, I think, looking forward to a very exciting, in-depth, incisive podcast, yeah? I don't know most of the words in that sentence. Good. <laughs> we'll be fine then. So to your credit, Simon, you've played a few different things this fortnight, um, unlike me, which has been a bloody carbon copy of last episode. So what have you been up to? Well, I finally got around to playing Bioshock Infinite. Uh, it's become it's been free some time ago on uh, PlayStation Plus as one of the uh, monthly games, and uh, it's also come uh, that way on Xbox Gold as well. So, uh, duck of the draw, I just ended up start. I just thought, oh, because I started playing it on the PlayStation, I thought, oh, this is nice, but yeah, I haven't got time. So I started playing it on the Xbox. Uh, what was it? Mid late last week, and. Basically, yeah, basically, uh, I haven't played a game quite that relentlessly since the original Knights of the Old Republic. I, I did okay. it. I did it in two sittings, um, two fairly long ones, and yeah, it's 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 a good game. There's, I know this is no not news to anybody, but uh, it's a it's a good game. Uh, the the gameplay mechanics. In a lot of in a lot of cases where it's a really good story, I have to admit I would prefer quite quite often if I had to shoot less things to get to the next point. But yeah. but it's still very entertaining. Uh, if you've played the original Bioshock, uh, you know what the gameplay is like. And with the addition of the aerial rails, it's it just adds a, another dimension, another little of, uh, well adds a verticality. Is the is the big deal here? And as far as the end goes, I have to admit. I and I don't remember the last time I did this. I I just sat there and just sort of letting it soak into my brain, and I ended up watching all of the end credits because oh. I couldn't. It it had an impact. Um, I, I think I've read that some people sort of some people have have uh, found it quite sad and cried. I probably found it a little bit more, I suppose, profound on some level. Okay, but definitely interesting, definitely engaging. And you know, I don't know if you've, if you've, uh, if anyone's ever seen a movie or a play or a, or a TV show or something, and it's just, I suppose, the, an ending knocks the wind out of your sails, and all you can really do is just sort of sit there and think, mm. and that's what I ended up doing. So yeah, right through the end credits, the little, the little thing they've got at the end, which some people may or may not, I didn't know it was there, but. Uh, yeah, that's one of the benefits of sitting through to the end of the credits. Yeah, so really, really recommend that. It's a it's an excellent game, excellent story. The characters I think are quite engaging. I end up going on Reddit and having a bit of a look to see what 
what people were thinking because I don't know about you, but if I see something that has an impact on me, I'd like to go online and see yeah, what I think about it. And yeah, uh, as as I tweeted, the the my one takeaway from reading a lot of the Reddit commentary is most people don't know uh, or really understand what the the whole Schrodinger's cat thing is actually trying to to approve. But never, never mind. Yeah. Uh, it's not often you find a game that leaves you pondering uh, a multiverse theory and quantum physics. But but there we go. Uh, and on a slightly more uh, terrestrial sphere, I've uh, ended up wandering into EB Games, and I don't know, don't know if you remember the uh, retro console and Neo Geo. Yeah, so I was about to say I remember it being a console in what was it the late eighties, early nineties? Yeah, not closer to nineties. So yeah, yeah. It was produced by a company called NSK, and I do know what that is in Japanese, but I'm not going to insult anyone by trying to pronounce it. But uh, yeah, they they started off as a console, not a, a, a as a cabinet console, yeah, the arcades, and uh, they revolutionised things by coming up with a system called the MVS, which basically you have uh, you don't have to cart the whole console away or rip everything out of the out of the cabinet uh, every time you want to change a new game or switch the game over. Um, you just have to uh, pop out a cartridge, which I think costs about half as much as getting a, a getting a, a new cabinet put in, and uh, you know immediate instant turnaround. Basically, turn the thing back on, new game, something new to bring the punters in. Um, and then they ended up bringing out something that was advanced video a video system, I think, or something along those lines. Uh, the Neo Geo AVS, which is probably was probably. No, I think it was the most expensive console ever produced uh, as far as – it was the sort of thing that you – if you were gaming in that period and you wanted to be able to play um, a Neo Geo, you wouldn't have been able to afford it because the damn things was just prohibitively expensive. It was the, it was the Rolls Royce. So, yeah, and then eventually the, that whole thing kind of just fell apart. They brought out a, a CD model and – a pocket model, both of which really died off pretty quickly and were only, yeah. only really released in very limited markets. And then to mark the 20th anniversary, SNK have uh, got together with a company called Tomo, or Tomo, which is a US-based company, to produce a well, – was basically it's a, a replica. It's a handheld rather than, uh, rather than a, a console. But the, the gold edition – comes with the handheld, which has got 20 games in it, and that goes inside like a, a replica Neo Geo console case. And you can okay. use that plug into your TV for, uh, you know, for more of a, a home console experience. And it also comes with an a, um, arcade stick, which uh, uses USB, and that plugs in. You can get a second one, so you can have kind of arcade fun. Now, it's it had a bit of a... Had a bit of a how can I put this? A bit of a rough time because the although it looks very nice, it's uh, the the software. It's because it's emulating the games. It's uh, it's not SNK did not design the hardware. They basically just licensed that, and this company has uh, done what they they can. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Um- <laughs> I just thought the pop-up message just came up about something. But anyway, uh, so anyway, yeah. So I've been playing on the, using this uh, Neo Geo. It's 98 bucks in 
uh, EB Games. When you, so consider- you can buy them from EB Games, yeah. You can buy them, from e- buy them from EB Games. They only had two left, and they seem to be in fairly short supply. But And I have to admit, I've, it's as far as the output to TV, it is a little, um, a little underwhelming, but then I'm not used to looking at 40, 480p on a, a 55-inch LCD. That's yeah, not really yeah. what their resolution is designed for. But the the controls themselves. I'll just get you to listen. This is the this is the handheld. It's got a, a directional control. Uh, that it's not not a D pad. It's a, like a it's a digital stick rather than an analog. Okay. But can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a mouse. Well, it, it's micro switches. Yeah. So it, it's not it's not those crappy little domes uh, that you get in uh, in some things or those nasty little membrane switches, which is what we've got in most of the game pads. Um, that we use now, so that's quite quite distinct, and I have to admit, I, I kind of love that. It's designed very much after the uh, the, the clicky controller on the uh, Neo Geo CD that came out right many many years ago, and then the arcade stick sounds like this. That sounds more like it, and that's uh, nice nice buttons you can thump. And I have to admit, I was a uh, a little bit in two minds about whether to take it back for just because of the the, uh, the video fidelity, and there, there are issues with it. Uh, it doesn't take much to go online and have a look at that. But the games are seem seem to be pretty authentic, apart from the fact you you can't uh, with the current uh, uh, firmware on the device, and it has been updated subsequently. Uh, you can't do save games. So basically, you either try and play it through. Uh, or you you just abandon your gameplay. For me, that's not too difficult because Metal Slug I, I suck at, so uh, I, I die pretty quickly. But there's just something very rewarding and satisfying about sitting there with a a, a hefty stick in one hand, you know, and it's it's like the ones you got on the uh, on the cabinets in the arcades, and thumping away yeah. on on four big buttons. Yeah, I like it, that. It, it's a, if you played in arcades, it really does take you back, and there is there is something to be said for that. Oh, also, course, yeah. also the arcade stick does work on PC and the PS3 if you've got games that uh, that have need of such things. So there is that. So yes, I've been uh, been playing a bunch of Neo Geo games, most of which I never did play when they came out. A because they were too expensive, and B because they were too expensive. Yeah, <laughs> and, and C because I didn't know anyone who could afford anything that expensive. But yeah. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, no Swotor. No, but you you do, you know, and I'm in the same boat. Surprise, surprise! But we did do some joint gameplay. I think I, I think it's safe to say the most time we've ever spent together playing games. Yes, absolutely. In Destiny, of course. Um, and yeah, we had a had a blast. So um, for those that may have just joined us, which is no one, um. Simon, you tend to, I think it's fair to say, like lots of alts, but in the case of Destiny, it was just a matter of levelling up someone anyway. So I sort of hopped around and we blew lots of people away and had a laugh over different things via the headsets, and it was good. Yeah, it, uh, and your your broadband held up well, which was, was good, and you, you helped advance my lowly, because as uh, I've mentioned before, I haven't really been playing much on the PlayStation 4 the, for some Yeah. Some games I just end up playing on one console. Some games I seem to gravitate to other consoles, and I just ended up doing it on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, it's great fun. It's still video game crack. There's no two ways about it. It is, although, can I say I'm off the crack in that uh, 
besides our gameplay time, I finally, I, all I did was go to do a moon mission, mission, collect enough helium and other stuff to upgrade two or three bits of my gear, and I've actually hit 30. And from the time I've hit 30, all interest lost. There's no more light points you can collect to... Oh, there is. Like, I, I could continue to grind the same shit for week after week after week, but now that I've hit 30, it's like, why would I bother? I don't have no desire to be 32 just for the sake of grinding out weeks and weeks more of the same content. I'll still jump in here and there, but until... Uh, what's it called? The Wolves, whatever it is. House of Wolves, House I think. House of Wolves, yeah, um, comes out, which is meant to be not too far away. But even from what I'm reading about that expansion, it doesn't seem like there's that much in it. No, I don't expect there to be much more than there was in, uh, and I've forgotten the name of that already. The, the, the name takes longer to say than the gameplay does to complete. Oh, The Dark Below. That one, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we, we'll see, but um, I'm off it a little bit. So, but it, so yeah, wow, um, as usual, although I think I'm coming to the end, like with my garrison and I've done, I haven't done everything I can do. I've done looking for raid for all the current content. So I know that doesn't equate to really raiding, but for me, just as far as experiencing content, going into an LFR group and completing all the current raid con- content in Blackrock Foundry, I'm sort of ready to do something else. So last night I actually thought about logging into SWOTOR, so that's got to be a start of something. Well, I patched it today. Yeah, see, that'll be that'll be tomorrow night. I'll patch it, and then maybe by the weekend I'll actually play it. Speaking of patches. There's one coming up. Nice, nice segue, except I'll just throw in a quick audio teaser. You're not afraid? You will be. You will be. Yes, maintenance coming up. Well, no. Well, April 9th has been and gone. Yes. So we already have patch 3.1.2A. And they add letters to the end because it always means that the previous one had a cock up. Yes, and my understanding is this was a very small patch. There was a PvP bug um, just to you know, look behind the veil again, I did have all the links up for this, but the autoplay video ads on Dolphy killed uh, this Skype connection, so I had to close them. But my understanding is it was really to fix a couple of bugs that had popped up in the previous patch. Uh, yeah, it was, <clears throat> quote, patches look low slash bug that allows shadows to perm stun someone in PvP. I like that. That'd be fun if you're not the person being stunned. It would. And I, it's the fact that they said it's likely to fix. So <laughs> they don't know for a fact. Nice, nice level of confidence in your work there, guys. Well, yes. Yes. So, yeah, that's patch 3.1.2. Um, and the other uh, couple of things was um, what? Tell us more about the pre registration community event. Oh, sorry, the pre registration for the community event. Well, the community event uh, in question is the the cantina that's oh, uh, yeah. going to be coinciding more or less with the um, Star Wars celebration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So if you pre-register and, and attend, you're able to um, – you're eligible for a, a pre-registrant. That's just such a horrible word. 
pre-registrant exclusive swag drawing. So a drawing of swag, I suppose. Maybe done by a five-year-old. <laughs> what does that even mean? I know. I, sp- I assume they, by drawing they're probably referring to a lottery. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming too. So, yeah, um, complimentary raffle tickets to everybody. Hey. Um, there's double XP weekend, April 16 to 22nd. Or oh, see, there you go. I said this weekend I might jump in. That would be perfect yeah, for I was me th- to do so. Oh, I was thinking that would be worth dropping into as well. Um, I haven't asked the question. I assume with um, Shadows of Revenue expansion, is there enough content anyway with that double XP, I'm sure, to get you th- um, to the level cap anyway? Like I'm, I'm just wondering, do I actually want double XP as far as I might get halfway through the story and hit my new upper level? Uh, no, it, it's, it's paced pretty well. All right, cool. Um, and Bounty Contract Week's back again, April 21st to April 28th. Oh, yeah, so there's sort of a two-day overlap there between Bounty and Double XP. Yeah, exactly. And the last little thing was um, Swotor Stronghold labels will become bind on... Pickup. Pickup. I always go bind on player, which sort of means the same thing, but bind on pickup with patch 3.1.2, which obviously went live last week or end of last week. So I'm trying to think the implications for that. Um, tell us what a strong. I don't even know what a stronghold label is. Do you mean decorations? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I honestly don't know. We, so I wish this was still a Swotor only podcast because this would go off. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we need someone who knows what the hell's going on. Yeah. I, I don't. I honestly don't know. I was looking at that before, thinking stronghold labels. They mean renaming the the. The stronghold. The fact that it's bind on pickup means it's it's something that you you either buying or or picking up as part of other content. Yeah, it's I don't know maybe maybe uh, sort of like adhesive decals that you know ACD. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Stickers you can put on your on your um, appearance booth or something. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't mind that actually. That'd be kind of cool. And I'm just trying to think what bind on pickup obviously usually means that you that. That character is the only person you can't sell it, obviously, and you can't transfer it to other characters. Usually, what bop items are. So, yeah. I, so the short answer is we know nothing really. Pretty much good, excellent. But, but, but then, anyone who's coming here for insightful information on Swotor really meant to, to go to a Tuni cast. Yeah, yeah, click on Utini cast for God's sake. Yeah, do it now. Or, or, or go on Redner's, um, go and have a look at Redner's stream and, and see what he's doing. Yes. So, yeah, you'll get useful information there. <laughs> so at least at least I knew what bound bind on pickup is. So well, that's, that, that's more than I did. That's all right. It's got to be one time I actually know something. Um, and your lore is stuck in my canon. We obviously had last episode, so it'll be back next episode, episode 98. So we'll, we'll drop off that. So, yeah, pretty slow. I mean, I know when I trawled through Swator.com today, it's like, yeah. The April Fool's one I quite liked because that happened since we last uh, recorded. I, I like last year where I fell for the asteroid um, ship uh, in Galactic Starfighter, which I thought was cool. The the Sandcrawler mount was one of the three things I sang. And um, I got a, there were a lot of people, including me, going, I'd love a Sandcrawler. Like you could make it a like, but they should have a stronghold. That's a a, a sand crawler. How cool would that be? 
I think that would be great for the um, trawling around in the fleet. I'd just keep going around the <laughs> – just sort of crushing everybody and clipping through the ceiling. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, I hadn't thought of that. I assume you'd be limited to Tatooine for it. But, yeah, that would be even funnier. Or even yeah, – even, you know, going through, I don't know, Taris or, or Alderaan in it. That would be funny as. Like driving up in the hills of Alderaan in it would be quite good. <laughs> they'd see you coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's gold. Uh. Actually, considering how many how many um, glitches and um, crip crappy uh, edges you can fall off in the older run map, that would be that would be fun. I could I could bring back my um my my um, sort of map spelunking where I'd yeah. found edges of maps and jump them off and just drive off it in a sand crawler. I think that would be. <laughs> Or even better, a PvP map where you could uh, had sand crawlers. Well, maybe Star Wars Battlefronts will allow us to do that. <laughs> oh, anyway, that was funny. Drivable, vi- oh, yeah, sand crawlers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. All well, right, a, 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 um, a stronghold label is. Oh, what is it? It's remarkably boring. Oh. Um, apparently, you know when you go into the stronghold uh, dialogue window and it shows your your personal strongholds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a, a title option on the right hand side, so by default it reads stronghold, but it can also read vacation retreat, republic sanctuary, temple of lightsaber academy, jedi academy, galactic stronghold, and God only knows what else. So you can change that. So presumably the uh, the labels are drops, a bit like uh, titles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or emotes. Which makes sense that they're buying on pickup that you don't want it just automatically being available to all characters. Yeah, that makes sense. Very, well, You're right, that's very unexciting, though. Very unexciting and kind of stupid. Uh, uh, anyway. That's move. why we don't play. <laughs> no, it's the reason we don't play is because we're playing something else. That's right. I still love the game. That's a true story. Absolutely. Um, we wouldn't still be getting our... our um, our cartel market coins if we didn't still like the That's game. That's right. Oh, plus, I, actually, I did play some Secret World in the last fortnight too, only for about an hour, but hey, it, I'm still in the same issue that I've got to a certain level where I need to just keep running around the same areas and getting my um, gear a bit better. I started a new character. <laughs> it's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at least with Secret World, you can start in a whole new city and whatever, and it makes it like a different game. Well, the trouble is you tend to forget all of the beginning stuff and once you've forgotten the beginning stuff, it kind of makes it difficult to pick it up because you've, you've lost the, yeah. you know, the storyline, you've lost the, the arc, the connection. So sometimes I find it just helps to start a, an alt up because you, know, you, can, you can drop yourself back in and you might remember how to play but then things may have changed. Uh, the, uh, you know, um, the the powers or the way they're implemented or whatever may have, have changed. So sometimes it's better just to start again and and just try and reimmerse yourself. Yeah, no, good point. And and that's a great game to do it. So and actually, oh, it, yeah, it's I've because we we bang on about oh we we like the Secret World. It's a great game, but we never seem to play it. Yeah, like Swotor. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, no. Look, this is the first podcast we've had where one of us hasn't played. That's true. Um, but the Secret World, because people are listening and going, well, they say they like it, but they don't play it. So what the hell's the problem? 
And I'm not sure what the problem is, but after playing it again, I realised that, yes, I do still like it, and it's just the, the breadth of it sometimes is a, is a little intimidating. It is. It absolutely is. I think of The Secret World being a bit like Richie Benno, which for our non-Australian listeners is a very famous Australian cricketer and cricket commentator. I loved knowing he was still around but never actually watched him that much, but now that he's gone, I'm very, very sad. And I'll, it'll be the same with The Secret World. If it closes, I'll be devastated. I have to admit, I actually thought he'd already died, so I was, at, <laughs> quite, I was quite surprised to find out that he, he hadn't. Yes. And then sad. Oh, legend. Anyway. Um, and I'm going to be super lazy. We're not going to go to general gaming news because we only had one item, so let's throw it in here because it's, I think it's more than arguable that Elder Scrolls Online counts as an MMO anyway. Um, so console transfers from PC to console, more details released. Yeah, well, as most, well, anyone who has half an ear on gaming knows, Elder Scrolls Online came out, mm. had some difficulties initially with the PC release, most of which I think it's safe to say have been um, have been fixed, especially with the recent introduction and retooling of uh, Tamriel Unlimited, yes. with the version that's going to hit the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. And that's going to happen in June. Much delayed releases on console. And in fact, a lot of people were, had already kind of assumed that it probably wasn't going to happen. It was vaporware. But no, it is coming. And uh, yes, you can go out and you can uh, pre-order it ready. Or if you bought the PC version, you have the option of spending um, $20 US or 14 or 15 euro or 13 pounds sterling to... Uh, to buy a console version. In fact, you could buy both console versions if you want to, obviously separate payment for each. Mm. Uh, but that's heavily discounted from what you would pay if you hadn't bought any version previously. Now, the, the thing is you have to have had your PC version registered before June 30th last year to qualify. But if you do, uh, you could, and, and a lot of people are thinking the $20 was going to be just the the cost of transferring your PC characters to the console platform of your choice. No, it actually does include a copy of the game as well. The same we get as a digital download. So I think that's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah. It's honestly. I know it is. It's they're they're certainly putting a big push from a marketing viewpoint because coincidentally just in the last four or five days I got an email and I actually don't like the way they've done it. As far as I got a, an email that was titled Elder Scrolls Online Code Redemption. Greetings, David. You successfully redeemed a code for the Elder Scrolls Online, which I hadn't, Tamriel Unlimited. We're applying it to your account now. Your receipt and further details can be found below. So it, may, it really words it like, oh, good on you for doing this. I haven't done anything. And then it, go, it explains, we have applied a redemption code towards your account for the Elder Scrolls Online. Now, I don't have a subscription and I know it's, it's changed now. I was just in the beta. That's my total involvement with SO. I played it for about, I think, two or three hours. I don't like the way they've done that. And they've activated my account again, which is fine. Don't, uh, it doesn't worry me. And I now have access for the Welcome Back Weekend promotion, which is <laughs> April 16th to April 20th. Is it the wording or the fact that they've added something to your account? Yeah, it's purely the wording, I think. You've successfully redeemed. I didn't do anything. 
So I'm just being pedantic, but it, it, it's misleading in its phrase. Grizzo, you're successfully redeemed a code. I did diddly squat. You did it. You didn't do it during one of your blackouts? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Although the other people, yeah, I don't know. See, I kill everyone else that during my blackout, so I've got no witnesses. But no, I've, I've done nothing with SA for months. It's always tricky getting blood off your hands. It's so sticky, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Uh, fortunately, there's no blood spilt in this particular transaction, although it's probably worth having a, a good read of what's included and what's not. So yes. your your gold and items in inventory uh, will all travel across. Uh, crowns, which is the premium currency, mail. So anything you've got left in your mail won't transfer across. Guilds, friends, ignore list, trading house, raider leadership status, a, V, A, leaderboard status, deleted items and deleted characters. These will not transfer across. However, uh, it's not a character transfer. It's your PC characters will stay on your PC account. Nothing will get deleted. They, they won't go anywhere. But they will be copied to the console platform of your choice minus the items I just read out. That's pretty so, cool. So, yeah, so you're not losing anything on your PC. You can still quite happily, but they'll just... It's a bit like um, Commander Riker in the transporter accident. You'll just uh, same same guys, but they'll end up from that point living different lives. Uh, so that was my next question. It's not synced as far as if you go onto the console and level up further or whatever. That it's not. You can't log in on the PC version, and it reflects that. No, no. You'll end up with uh, uh, same guy. You know, same starting points for them from that point, but uh, there's no syncing between the Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah. PC versions of the games. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be nice when they can do that? Well, they probably could do it now, but I would imagine that there's a certain amount of bastardry going on as far as the um, platform yeah. go. Um, one such particular piece of bastardry, and I've tried to get clarification from uh, Zenimax on this, and I haven't been able to get it yet, and I'm a bit, I think it'll probably be made clear. And it's the thing that concerns me about the PlayStation version. Sony, because Sony are Sony... Uh, I've always included Australia as part of Europe. So yeah. if you ever went on PlayStation Home, you ended up seeing a bunch of people speaking Spanish. Um, granted, you could probably get that on a US server as well, but these were actual Spaniards. Um, and the same with DCU, oh, uh, DC Universe Online. Uh, you, you end up on the European mega server. Now, it's not generally a problem with games like um, DC Universe, uh, and certainly wasn't an issue for home because that was just a piece of crap anyway. But for something, and it's not like it's not like um, ESO is going to be a Twitch shooter or anything. So ping's not going to be as critical. But no. it concerns me if you haven't got if PC, uh, sorry, PlayStation owners haven't got the option to switch between a North American or the EU mega server then they may end up being at a disadvantage. Xbox isn't an issue because Xbox, you always end up um, dropping onto onto a North American server anyway. So, you know, it's, it's not, not going to be any worse than... Um, won't be any worse than WoW. Yeah. So, although, although WoW has Australian servers now. Oh, uh, that's a good point. Well, it's entirely possible this might have Australian servers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yes... Just bear that in mind if you are looking at either getting the PlayStation 4 version or looking to copy over to a PlayStation 4 version. Just might be a good idea to wait and see what our options are as far as the servers go 
and what sort of speeds, or even if maybe they set up a local one, there's no mention of something being set up in Singapore or an Oceanic server at this point, but yeah. let's have to wait and see. I'd be just happy if I could have a decent Skype con- conversation with my bandwidth, but anyway. Yeah. I blame the internets. Uh, right, so let, that'll do for general gaming news. Quick one there. Um, but let's jump across to some pop culture. I can feel your anger growing. All right, we've got a couple of things uh, here. First one I wanted to jump in with was the Daredevil TV show. So it launched on Netflix uh, Australian time. I think it was Saturday, Friday, Saturday last week anyway. So I was away for the weekend, uh, got back uh, yesterday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and last night uh, watched the first two episodes. So there are 13 in the series. I don't know what Netflix loves 13-episode series. uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt's 13 and I think House of Cards might be as well. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I'm not sure why they do that. So they 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 don't do the back the back thirteen for some reason to give a a full network. Yeah, uh, yeah. Season you know, 20, 23, 26 episodes. Yeah. So yeah, I watched the first two. Um, I think I've mentioned before on this podcast that Daredevil is my favourite Marvel character. It's the one character that with my own comic collection I, I'm trying to be a completion, completionist for with volume one of the series, although I've got a long, long way to go with that. Um, so big expectations, and I'm happy to say based on two episodes, and people tell me it gets even better after the first two, that the expectations are well and truly met. It is superb. Um, for those that have watched, I haven't actually watched, I'm ashamed to admit, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I know from when Christy talked about it, I think it started off rough and got better. Um, so I can't compare it to that, but probably I, what I compare it to is The Flash, uh, which I watched recently, and it's at least as good as that. Very different uh, beast to The Flash. Sorry, what were you going to say, Simon? No, no, I was just going, wow. Uh, um, I think The, the Flash... Is is a pretty good, a pretty a pretty high standard of probably aimed at a younger demographic. It but is, yeah. It's still perfectly watchable. It's, it's oh still yeah, characters, likable characters. Unlike ugh, Oliver Queen, God, I want to punch his face in. Oh, Arrow. Yeah, oh. yeah. So I haven't watched Arrow, and I've got that on the to do list. But um, yeah, impressed with the Flash. I've only watched two or three of the Flash because I'm not a huge DC head compared to Marvel. But um, yeah, really enjoy them. Daredevil is rated adult on, on Netflix and for good reason. Um, it, there is lots of blood, lots of really violent fight scenes, but extremely well done, just really well done. So first two episodes without – I'll put a spoiler alert, but I'm not going to give too much away. It's first two episodes are really about establishing Daredevil's origin, his dad battling Joe Murdoch, what leads to him dying – um, all that stuff with a current story interspersed amongst it um, with him and Foggy Nelson setting up their legal practice and Karen Page uh, dominates the first episode as well. So just, yeah, really, really well done um, and nice little hat tips to the wider Marvel Universe. So the reason they get cheap rent uh, in Hell's Kitchen is because half of that area was destroyed recently, you know, nodding to the Avengers movie. 
Ah, of course. Right, because they, they talk about the portal in the sky and, and all that sort of stuff. Just, just in conversational passing, like, you know, everyone would talk about a, a big disaster. So, so that's really cool. But there's no, at this stage, and I don't know whether it happens down the track, there's no other Marvel characters intruding beyond the Daredevil universe. So I'm assuming, you know, Elektra turns up and all that sort of stuff. I mean, Wilson Fist, the kingpin, is alluded to in the first two episodes, but you haven't seen him yet. But he obviously, I assume, pops up in the next couple. So, extremely good, right? Yeah, 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10, really good. And no Ben Affleck. And no Ben Affleck. You know what? I've actually never watched that movie either. But I know it's n- no one raves about it. I, I don't know if it's even possible to watch anything with Ben Affleck in without just seeing it as being Ben Affleck and his, his stupid, stupid, smarmy, <laughs> arrogant. Ugh, yeah. I, 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 I loathe, I loathe not, not as an actor, he's perfectly adequate as an actor, as a person, I do not like him. There you go. No, he's definitely not in it. And the guy that plays it, whose name escapes me at the moment, does a supreme job, and I'd love to know, I assume he has a stunt double or a fight double for some of those fight scenes because they're incredible. Well, as long as the, 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 uh, the, um, the fight double is blind, otherwise it's not authentic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, and then other blockbuster TV show worth talking about is obviously Game of Thrones. Most people will be aware the first four episodes were leaked online. I can't imagine anyone at HBO was happy about that. No, especially since it seems like it was leaked. Uh, it's a presser that was leaked, a press copy that was yes. leaked. So, yeah, journalists, you can't trust them. Who knew? <laughs> That's right. Uh, and what frustrates for those in Australia will be aware of this, the only way we can watch the damn thing down here is to have a Foxtel subscription, even if you sign up for one of the online versions for a couple of months. You've got, you've got to do something like that if you want to watch it as it's released, which is really shit. And it'll be interesting to see because locally we've had the big crackdown with the Dallas Buyers Club and people receiving letters, how, that, how many people that will scare off from downloading Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, well, we'll just have to have to wait and see, won't we? And Pirate, Pirate Bay is down at the moment. Some people are saying that's related to Game of Thrones traffic, but I don't think so. Well, apparently uh, the leaked episodes were downloaded more than 100,000 times in three hours. That's according to the ABC anyway. By Australians, you mean? Because um, that would sound about right because it doesn't seem like that much worldwide. No, probably Australians. Yeah, I'd say Australians. Oh, dear. And it, uh, it is apparently the case that they're not great quality because they were ripped from a DVD. Oh, there you go. Although it really depends whether if, uh, if anyone out there does um, download shows, whether they use a, a, the, uh, the standard definition one, a 720 or a 1080p rip. Yeah. I just want to watch them. But anyway... Look, so it, quite honestly, between fear of getting a letter and um, the quality issue, I think I'll be waiting for it to the series to finish, and then I believe it'll appear on iTunes straight after the series is finished. Yeah, I might. I mean, I'll just binge watch it when it's uh, when it's finished. Yeah, oh, it's going to kill me. But anyway, and the third blockbuster show, Simpsons, uh, are not going to be released on DVD anymore, which. I can understand why, but geez, if you're a collector, that's got to shit you to tears. Yeah, I think that's probably what's going to end up affecting most people. Their reasoning for it apparently is that 
uh, because the show's already on. I think there's a you can you watch it anytime online if you're in the states. And presumably, this is like Hey Hey it's Saturday. There's probably some sort of sub involved, uh, or it's on high rotation on uh, FFX. So it's one of the Fox networks. Obviously, it's not the case that uh, it's that accessible here. Again, unless you've got a Foxtel subscription. Yeah. Did Channel Ten still screen it? I don't know. I don't. I yeah, I'm not sure either. Very long time, and they could have ceased to exist for all I know. I think they do still show some, but probably not. The, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So yes, and that is going to be really aggravating because uh, I'm not sure where they're they're stopping it. But they the DVD releases have been incredibly slow. I think the last time I had a look, it was still they were still in the teens. Oh, really? Because what are we up to? Season twenty six, twenty seven? Yeah, it's it's in the mid twenties now. Yeah. Twenty five, twenty six. So it's always been a bit sluggish. So yeah, there's anyone who's an obsessive collector is going to find themselves with uh, a a lot of empty spaces yeah. where those should have been. Ah, uh, like using the comic example, it's the equivalent of having three hundred episodes of Amazing Spider Man and then stopping the print issues and having three hundred and fifty digital. As a collector, you just want to pull your hair out. Yeah, sometimes you just want the physical thing in yeah. there. And it's uh, it's the same with, uh, you know, it's like when you, you buy a game, a bundle, a game console bundle, and you find it's just a bloody download code. Yeah. If I'm getting a bundle, I want the damn disc in there. Yep, agreed. In, in fact, I, I have, I've, and this is probably something we can discuss on, a, on another show, but I, I'm starting to get increasingly uneasy with the, the whole download thing. Uh, PlayStation Home closing and everyone losing any stuff they bought in there. Yes, yes. It's, it's in conditions, blah, 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 blah. But, you know. Um, and um, what was it now? Um, on, online? On live? It was a, a game streaming service that had some, some uh, a bit of a rocky journey but uh, seemed to be working fairly well towards the end. That got bought by Sony. Uh, who promptly shut the thing down because they basically just wanted the patents. Oh, this was the yeah, on I know the one you mean that allowed you to basically a, virtually play WoW, whatever you wanted. Well, yeah, it was a streaming game service. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you you had the you you bought the box or you could rent the box or you bought the box. Yeah. So if you bought the box you're screwed because that's now worthless and useless. Uh also if you bought any games through the service, a specific uh, category of games, uh Again, now the service is shut down. That's gone. You, you've, despite the fact that you paid for it, it is it's no longer available to you. And it's it just it just started. To, it's just been creeping up on me. How when you and obviously online games, this is always something hanging over your head. But games, single player games, games that. Um, that uh, it's, it's you know a like Bioshock Infinite. There's no online uh, multiplayer online capability as far as that goes. No. Uh, if I don't have a physical copy of that, and I don't because they're they're freebies, I'm reliant on either uh, PlayStation or Xbox to continue having those games on their servers. That's right. Now for the next five years, yes, obviously they'll they'll most likely still be there. So if I the console breaks or I swap out the hard drive or whatever, I can just re-download it until I can't. And then what do you do? If you don't have the disc, you're boned. That's right. And increasingly with everything being more and more download 
you know, something you do because it's it's convenient. Let's face it, it's oh, yeah. it's inconvenient. And granted, if you have a house fire or something, and or a robbery, and all of your discs get stolen, yeah, you, you lose everything there. Whereas there's some level of security if it's all that's right. Be download. So you know, it's give and take on both sides. But still, it's I, I'm not. I think we we are giving up something for the sake of convenience and that, God knows it's not the first time in human history. We've no, done. but you're right. And I mean, sometimes I think, oh, it's just because I'm too old. I need to move with the times. But I actually think in 10, 15 years there's going to be a movement back where people are going to rebel against this to some extent. Well, if you're a hipster, you're already doing that. With vinyl? Yeah, with, with vinyl or, uh, you know, going to audio cassettes. So there's a, they've got a fascination with yeah. media. And I can't say I blame them. I, I kind of... No, I love vinyl. As well. Uh, this is just on obsolete media. Uh, I recently tried playing a DVD in uh, my Xbox One. And it looked awful. So I tried it in the PlayStation 4 and it, it looked much better. Cause I had a look online. It said, yeah, the Xbox One, it's the DVD upscale. DVD, uh, Blu-ray's fine. Blu-ray's fine. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Uh, but the DVD upscaling is just not good. Uh, it's And it looked much better on the PlayStation 4. But then I realized, remembered I had an old um, Blu-ray player that I had uh, stuck in a box and been meaning to sell for forever. And I thought, well, I wonder what the upscaling on that's like. It's a lot better. Oh, is it? Okay. It's a lot better. Yeah. You, I mean, you get you – get, um, and these days, who the hell cares about DVDs? I don't know. No. But uh, I've got quite a few of them, <laughs> I have to admit. And yeah, I was quite, I was genuinely surprised. I actually ended up using the um, opening of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Because that was a really good one. Uh, there's just, there's a, just a few things I kept an eye on. And you can do this as well if you're wondering about your, your own console or your own um, DVD playback solution. The thing that caught my attention was, uh, especially on the opening where, you know, after the crawl is finished and you've got the two little moons and then you do a slow pan down to um, Tatooine. Oh, yeah. And then the rebel cruiser comes and all the rest of it. Things to keep an eye out for are the star field and the moons, especially the little one. Oh, yeah. The, the little moon on the Xbox was looked like it was made of Lego. It was very steppy. Yeah. It was nowhere near as bad on the uh, PS4 and the PS3. Uh, but still better on the on the actual um, on the Blu-ray player on the dedicated Blu-ray player. The other thing was the stars; they shimmered. You, you know, uh, if you look up at the night on a clear night, you can look up the stars, the stars, and they they twinkle. They yeah, they're sort of brilliant. Well, that's because of the atmosphere, and that's what the stars on the consoles were doing. Okay, but they're not doing that on the on the dedicated Blu-ray player. They are stars as you would expect to see them from uh, a uh, sort of a mid mid planetary orbit, free of atmospheric. Yeah, yeah, distortions. Cause, yeah, because I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'd, I'd never noticed that before. That the, the stars twinkled. The stars don't twinkle. That's just the upsampling. And and the other thing you can keep an eye out for is the second large moon on the far left of the screen. If the surface of the moon 
equally has a has a bit of movement or travel in in its detail. Again, you're you're dealing with a substandard upscaler. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought I'd mention that because the upscaling, if it's done right, your your DVDs, if you've if you've got a, a box of DVDs of stuff that you, you still want and maybe stuff that you can't stream, and that's really where this starts to come in handy. It's it's fine having stuff out there to download and stream if it's what you want. If it's stuff that you can't get on these services, then you do have to resort to physical media for harder to find stuff. Exactly. And stuff that's going to get even harder to play. Exactly. And this is where this sort of thing comes in, is still relevant. DVDs are still relevant for that reason because there's stuff out there that hasn't been um, hasn't been digitized. And if it has been digitized, it may not have been done terribly well. That's right. But uh, stuck the Stargate Atlantis season three in and it's not Blu-ray quality, but by God, I'm just, I'm just standing there going, I didn't think a DVD could look this good. So, yeah, there's life in the old dog yet. I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, no, very good. And um, at the moment I have VHS tapes on eBay I'm trying to sell and the odd one gets sold. People are still buying that. Yeah. Um, so if anyone wants a copy, near pristine copy of Roy and HG's 2000 Olympics The Dream, Volume 1, go on for cheap. Or Star Wars, I still have those on VHS only. Probably. Yeah, so uh, no, I did sell them recently. I also have Star Wars on Super 8 if anyone's interested. <laughs> that, that would be impressive. You, know, you were joking, aren't you? No, I've got, it on, I've got it on Super 8. So you could get it on Super 8? Yeah, it's, a, it's an edit. Basically, the, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a single reel, so it ends where they escape from the Death Star. But just There you go. It actually works perfectly well as a self-contained story. So was that an officially released one or someone did it? No, no, it's official. It's got the 20s. So you could buy Super 8? I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, actually, that reminds me. Um, just uh, on, on that topic, uh, Star Wars is now available digitally, all, all six movies. Yeah, on iTunes. On iTunes and um, probably a few other oh, yeah, yeah. iTunes to start with. But, uh, yeah, it's on a, a variety of uh, digital, I think Google Play as well. Yeah. And they have removed the 20th Century Fox uh, fanfare from the beginning of all except the original Star Wars um, Episode Four: A New Hope. That's okay. it. And it still has a 20th Century Fox fanfare on there. That's interesting. Well, apparently uh, Fox still has distribution rights for the original movie. But not, right, not, not the others. The other five. Yeah, so there's no way I'm buying them digitally because I just stupidly bought the Blu-ray ones about a year ago, all six. Yeah, well, I got the Blu-rays and the DVDs. So yeah, yeah. I'm but, so going to be at the midnight screening though for Episode Seven. It'll be my first midnight screening. I I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, I'm going to pretend to be dedicated and try it this year. So. I'm after after the prequels. I just I just can't do that. Yeah, so I have enough faith. This I, it's got to be better than the prequels, or I'll cry. Yeah, I think it will be better than the prequels, but I, I'm just going to wait. I I do not want to. I don't want to let hype affect me. It's no. uh, because the disappointment and then the the inevitable Twitter rage. I'm yeah. not part of that. I'm just I'm just just going to take my time, see what the re- response is, what the review is, let it wash over me, and then go and see it and make my own mind up without 
you know, the, the, the semi-mass hysteria that is going to be involved in this. And it's sort of an approach we've taken with this podcast, to be fair, too. We've always let the mass hysteria and adulation wash over us, and we've still done what we always do. What's that? Uh, just not do any research and bumble along for an hour. Speaking of which... It's time to go. <laughs> so we're not going to do Tech Roundup. There was nothing that we would particularly stumbled across um, this episode, so we were going to leave it there after pop culture. Am I right? There is, but I've just, I've just thought of something that I absolutely have to mention. Go for it. Nothing to do with technology. The Deadpool movie is going to be R-rated. Which could be great for the quality of the movie. Shame for the amount of people to get to see it. Screw them. Yeah, that's what. I, like, I think that will make all the difference. Given the character, it should make it the, the increase the chances of being a really good movie. Well, well if, if you had a if you had a, an M or a God forbid a PG, but it, even an, uh, an M rated movie, it, it would have made the character suffer. I would have thought. It wouldn't have been as true to the the content, yeah. Especially if it ends up heading into Deadpool Max territory, which I suspect it's probably going to do a bit. So yes, uh, it's I'm I'm actually feeling more anticipation and excitement for the Deadpool movie than I am the new Star Wars movie. Oh, good. And I can't help myself. That's just uh, that's just, <laughs> that's that's just a purely lymphatic glandular response. Uh, especially after the release of the costume, how it was released, the announcement of the R rating, how that was released, if you don't know what I'm referring to there, by all means, go and have a look at the April Fool gag that uh, Ryan Reynolds with, what's his name, Mario, what's his face, from one of the uh, entertainment shows. Well worth a look, and again, it's done in style. If all of this, if if the movie is done with the same accuracy and the, the same tone as the stuff that's preceding it, the promotional material, uh, even the, even the Twitter picture on the, on the toilet. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I, I think we might be okay. And if JJ manages to do the same thing with the correct tone in Star Wars, then we could have a new classic here. Oh yeah. But I'm not holding my breath. No. A few dozen people hoping oh, that doesn't happen, though. <sighs> All right. That is definitely a show. Um, as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion, or some general abuse, and we do honestly love it, please abuse us. Feel free to email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page, The Oceanic Gamer. You can also follow us on Twitter. My handle is forward slash The Oceanic Gamer, and Simon tweets. Beautifully under RPG Beats RL. Not to talk you up too much. No. You'll find previous episodes of the show on iTunes, and we are also very proudly on Stitcher, even though they don't sponsor us, the bastards. Thanks very much for listening, and thanks to my co-host for this episode, some guy called Simon. Yes. And go to Squarespace if you want a beautiful website. They don't sponsor us, the bastards, but they seem to sponsor every other freaking website, podcast out there. And Audible. Um, yes, and Audible. And Squarespace is like just a cooler MySpace. Would you believe I still have a MySpace page? I haven't been to it for years, but it's still I, there. I don't even believe you made that joke. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I don't believe you don't believe. 
Like, you know, I'm corny at the best of times. Um, Doritos aren't as corny. Sorry? Doritos aren't as corny. No, true. I now want corn chips. Yeah, me too. I wish I'd... (laughs) All right. Have a great week. Remember, if your pug wipes, it's probably because one of us was in it or we just didn't turn up because we haven't played the game for ages. Yep. (laughs) Good night. Good night. podcast or the person that listens to it.